0: Welcome to Herd of Deer. JP, how you doing?
1: Good. Hey, how are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Unfortunately, Andrew Gus Guns is not able to be with us today, but with me we have JP. A uh, really exciting week and an eventful week in the Bucks universe, so we didn't want to wait any longer to podcast. Uh, we did want to kind of wrap our heads around this a little bit uh, before we kind of podcasted. So we have a lot of thoughts, a lot of things going on that we want to talk about. Let's get right into it. Uh, JP, what do we got today?
1: So, we're we'll just be discussing, as you all know, the Bucks' play overall this week. So, and we give, we give them a grade, and then we also do our player of the week. So, we can start off with uh, the team play this quick, week.
0: I have a quick question before we get into, Did is there any big news this week or anything? Did we, did we do any trades or anything?
1: Oh, so we, we did actually. Are, so, you sure? Are you serious? Yeah, we did. Oh, Yeah, so there's this guy. He was on Phoenix, and we talked about him in our emergency episode. So Eric Bledsoe, the point guard, former point guard of the Phoenix Suns, he was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for Greg Monroe, and it was a protected first round and then a protected, somewhat protected second round pick right?
0: You know what's funny is we did a whole emergency podcast on this, and I don't think we mentioned Greg Monroe once. (laughs) No. Because like Greg Monroe is so bad that I didn't think there would be even a chance that we would be able to dump him.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: We've been trying to get rid of him for years, and he, no one, i do don't—I just didn't even cross my mind that we would be able to get rid of him. I mean, it—it it is only one, you know, one year on the contract, so like, I don't. Know, at this point, it's not kind of worthless to get rid of him. But right. I mean, we all—we all know that we, tr- you know, we didn't trade Greg Monroe for the for him. We traded the draft pick for him.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: What do you got for player of the week? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what's no? What's your team grade this week?
1: Team grade? I'm gonna go a minus, just because. So there are no a lot of people questioning whether or not Eric Bledsoe would be a good fit with the Bucks before he joined them on Friday, and just I think I had sent you a text message after shortly after the game on Friday, just saying how the like the team's energy. There's just like a, just a different aura. Like like it seemed like we were digging down deeper defensively, and then it seemed like we were flowing a lot better on offense. So, for the game they played on Friday and then the game they played yesterday versus the Lakers, I'm going with A minus.
0: I'm gonna go with the B. Uh, the reason I say that is because I still really want us to win like a benchmark game, you Mm. know, in terms of like beating a good team. I don't really count our first game of the year. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that was the first time all those Celtics guys had, you know, played together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that was before the run. But, like, we just we really haven't had many impressive wins other than that. So, I'm going to go with B. Um, you know, both of these games the last two days were great. I thought we played well. Mm-hmm. But then again, when you're playing a team of all rookies and second-year players, like yesterday, and then, you know, on Friday you're playing the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are games that you'd hope you'd win, you know, even pre-Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. So... And I don't know, those aren't really games that really tested our defense. Like, yeah, the defense looked good. We gave up like, what, 80 and 90 points right. the last two nights. But it doesn't mean anything if the other team's not good. You know, I still feel like our defense, once we get tested a little more, is going to really struggle. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely think. I was actually telling my, my brother, James. So these two wins with Bledsoe, they're nice and all. But we still have to play against that marquee team in the East. So, like, playing against Cleveland with the blood so playing against a team or even, like, the Wizards or Raptors, a team that we could potentially face at some point down the line where we hope we can face them some point down the line in the playoffs. So, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, the benchmark. So we definitely have a lot more teams to – we definitely have a lot more teams who are a lot more competitive that we're going to have to deal with.
0: I think the Detroit Pistons will be a good, uh, a good game Wednesday to kind of see where we're at. You know, the Pistons are 9-3, technically mm-hmm. second in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to end up second. But, I mean, you're looking at probably for sure a playoff team. So, I oh, think yeah. that will be a good, a good uh, benchmark for us to see, you know, how good are we. Uh, are we actually an improved team with Eric Bledsoe? Let's get into player of the week. JP, who do you got?
1: So, as much as it, I think it would have hurt me to say this a few weeks ago, My player of the week is John Henson. His stat, yeah, I know, crazy, right? So so playing against the Spurs on Friday, his stat line was 13.7 assists. No, excuse me, it was 10 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and two blocks. I mean, he was like stat stuffing the box score. And I think that's something going forward. He can't just be the player on the team getting five rebounds and then making a couple of those little little awkward lefty hooks. He's going to be someone who is going to have to give us more value, especially when we're talking about scoring. Obviously, he's definitely going to have to rebound because, you know, a lot of people say, well, oh, we traded away our low post presence and someone who gives us rebounds. So John Henson is definitely going to have to step up even more in that department. And then with the yeah. six assists, I like that a lot, especially yeah. for someone in his position. That's something we're we're gonna need tremendously. So that's my player. Yeah, it's really funny. I I had John Henson too. I'm not even kidding. You know, no way. Friday, Come on, Ben. I know. I'm actually not kidding. After Friday,
0: I was. You know, at this point, like you know, we could give it to Giannis every week, but I just don't think that's fly. I think it's you know fun to talk about what other players are making an impact. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought about giving it to Eric Bledsoe after Friday. He didn't have a fantastic game last night. Mm-hmm. No, but, you know, I've been watching John Henson, and I think there might be something to this. So, you know, with Jason Kidd's weird rotations, I feel like he's been playing, like, scared the last few years because with Jason Kidd, you you know, Jason Kidd, you'll be starting, and then you'll be DNP, CD, did not play coach's decision right. all the time. I feel like he's playing with this confidence because, I mean, the reality right now for the Milwaukee Bucks is John Henson is our best setter. Uh, I right. don't – I. I don't think many people would say that Don Maker is a better player. If you think that, well, you can think whatever you want. But <laughs> I, you know, I think I think John Henson is is our best center, and I think he's in a point where sink or swim, that's the reality of this season. You know, our team is only going to be able to be as good this season as John Henson, especially trading away Greg Monroe. Mm-hmm. So I think he's playing with some more confidence. But, you know, one of the things that I like about him as opposed to Monroe is I feel like for Monroe, you know, it's all about how can I score points, which is fine. Like, obviously, you know, the the game is literally which team scores more points. Right. But, like, I feel like Hanson's all about how he can make the other four players on the floor better. Mm-hmm. You know, all he's focusing on is setting picks, getting assists, rebounds, getting rid of the ball, you know, protecting the rim, helping his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like he makes all other four players on the court a lot better. And you're seeing that. I mean, he's getting, you know, like, let's look at his stats this year. He's got... What does he got for points? Uh, he, You know, he's only at 5.4 points, but mm-hmm. you're looking at the, the blocks, the rebounds. He actually has a pretty good uh, rebounds per 36. I mean, he's only at 6.3 a game. He's mm-hmm. at 1.5 a game. But if you look at, I think you're going to see those numbers going up now that he's going to be starting to play, you know, potentially over 30 minutes per night. Um, No, I think he's making a great impact. I mean, when he was on the floor last night, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like people are going to score in the paint. But... Not without, you know, the shot being contested. So Dude, I think yes. he's really making an impact, not just on defense, on offense too. All You know, he's focusing on setting picks. He's focusing on getting assists. Mm-hmm. And, but then he's getting a couple buckets off of that because no one's looking at him to score. So, you know, a couple alley-oops. Those are points that Greg Monroe wouldn't be able to score because mm-hmm. as uh, a, fa- a famous guy I uh, know once said, uh, Greg Monroe can't jump over a phone book. <laughs> Was that you that said that?
1: Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> okay, good. I use that quote all the time. It drives Andrew nuts.
1: <laughs> good, as it should, because he can't. But yeah, I definitely, I agree with you wholeheartedly. John Henson, he's definitely going to have to step up in multiple areas. And like you said, not even like what he usually does, blocking shots, but in contesting shots, but you no, know, making a lot more plays on the offensive end. So, I guess kind of talking about the offensive end to kind of roll into another. This is like a side note. So the Bucks at one point in the game on Friday, they had 19 fast break points, which is their season high. And I think that's an area, because there were some plays that were, I'm sure you recall, Eric Blusso threw the lob to Giannis. And then Giannis dunked it home. And then there was another play where Giannis, he was able to do that 360 dunk. Like, so, yeah, at face value, you look, say, oh, it's a, it's a fancy play. But then if you look deeper, you say, oh, the Bucks are able to score more on fast breaks. Then that's less that we have to worry about our team thriving in half-court sets, which is where we struggle sometimes.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one of the things we've mentioned on this podcast before is, you know, I think uh, if you're a casual NBA fan, you think of the Milwaukee Bucks and you think athleticism. Right. And that just really is not true. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, once you get past Giannis, once you get past an injured Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. you're looking at a bunch of r- skill role players that are not that athletic at all. I mean, look, you know, look at Greg Monroe; he can hardly move. Right. You've got John Henson, <laughs> Mirza, who looks like he's a professor. Uh you've got <laughs> Della Madova who doesn't look like he should be in the NBA but then you've got you know Malcolm Brogdon and Chris Middleton these are skill players these are not freakishly athletic guys so I think having Bledsoe it just makes us a little faster it makes us a little more tiring to guard a little more challenging
1: Right Yeah because like the game on Friday like now you really have to respect like if he's if there's a pick set you're going to have to respect him like you re- cuz he's going to him in the lane and what I like what I, what I liked about the game Friday was when he was attacking the lane and the defense would commit, the amount of people cutting off the ball, it was a lot more than we saw these past past couple of games or in the earlier part of the season. So, and then even in the fourth quarter with Bledsoe, when he had the ball and he was able to you know, make a play off the dribble for that, it was like that little, well, it's probably like a 10-footer on the left wing. But then also when he cut To the basket, and then Giannis was able to get fouled on a slash. Seeing more plays like that instead of Giannis having to, you know, have the entire team or have to carry the entire team on his back, I'm excited for this. But like you said, we haven't really faced a, no, an opponent who's worthy enough. It's like yes, the Spurs are they're pretty good without Kawhi still, but still, like you said, that game on Wednesday versus the Pistons and more and teams with a little bit more firepower, that'll definitely give us a barometer of where we stand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see, like, you know, how is Henson going to hold up on, on Drummond? Right, just some of those matchups that I think are a really big Drummond, uh, he, we were having trouble with him last, last time we played.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah,
0: it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see a little bit more. Like, it's hard to develop too strong of opinions on Bledsoe after two games, but certainly right. – uh, he's he's. I I think we are a different team than we were a week ago. We are a completely different team.
1: Yes. So like, I guess like talking about that, is there a lineup that you liked most these past couple of days? Do you think that we're at our best?
0: I'm sorry. What was the question?
1: Yeah, is there a lineup where you think we're at our best? Like, do you think we're better with Brogdon playing alongside Bledsoe or Brogdon heading that second unit?
0: I don't know. I think it's hard to say. I think you could say that Giannis, Bloodstone, Middleton, and uh, Brogdon are our four best players. And mm-hmm. I think the question you know, gets into, is our best lineup actually the small ball lineup with Giannis at center? Mm-hmm. And then you're bringing Tony Snell in, or would it be with John Henson? I think in terms of overall team dynamics, as much as I like Snell as a player, I think that closing lineup that we had last night where you've got – um, Brogdon playing the two with Bledsoe at the one. And then you got Middleton at the three, Giannis at the four, and then Henson at the five. I think that's our, that's our be- our most well-rounded lineup. And if you think about it defensively, the, there isn't a defensive weakness. Right. All, all five players on that unit can play defense. Um, so, and it makes you wonder, you know, if we start having a lineup like that, if mm-hmm. we are still struggling, if we're still getting a defensive, you know, net rating, you know, over 105, it makes you think that maybe the defensive problem is the coaching.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you definitely you bring up a very valid point because then it's like, okay, we have these players with who on defense are high caliber defensive players. Well, and then we're then yeah. gonna start pointing fingers.
0: <laughs> well yeah, and the thing is, okay, you you know you run through that lineup. Uh Chris Middleton, one of the best PERs over the last few years at this position, he's uh well known as a strong perimeter defender. You've mm-hmm. got Eric Bledsoe who if you know if you know anything about Eric Bledsoe at all, he is a strong perimeter defender then you've got Malcolm Brogdon who was a college uh, you know defensive player of the year two years ago mm-hmm. uh very strong defender on ball you've got John Henson former ACC defensive player of the year uh, mm-hmm. one of the best per 36 shot blockers in NBA history um and then you've got Giannis who got you know all defensive second team last year so mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of looking through that lineup and I think you could say probably the defensive weaknesses may be um Middleton, or as much as I hate to say it, Hanson, just because, you know, he is a shot blocker, but he's not as big of a guy as maybe you'd hope he could be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you have to kind of start to wonder, you know, if we're not at least in an average defend- you know, defensive team, if not, you know, close to the top 10, it makes you wonder if it's, a, you know, if it's those guys or if it's the coaching staff.
1: Right. Yeah, I definitely agree, Todd. Totally agree with you on that.
0: So... So, I don't know. I mean, let's talk about a little bit about uh, updated playoff rankings in terms of where we think the Bucks are going to fit post-Bledsoe. On mm-hmm. uh, top of your head, wh- where would you predict So we land in the East?
1: So, I, towards the end, beginning of the season, I said a three, possibly four seed. And I'm kind of sticking with that three. I think we have a better chance of getting a three seed now with Bledsoe. But then there's also like that, that chance that we could slide to four. So, I say three, four right now.
0: I'm going to go yeah I'm going to go uh, I'm actually going to go 4.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the Cavs are going to figure it out. I think the Wizards maybe and then I don't think the Celtics are going to be slowing down. I mean I don't you know I, they can't win forever but I think the Celtics probably are locked to get the 1 seed at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go I'm going to go probably 4 at this point, which isn't that much different than what I said originally. Mm-hmm. So it, it I don't know, it's just it'll be interesting to see and uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm Speaking of the Cavs, so you know how, like, there were points in the season last year, even the year before, were like, oh, well, are are the Cavaliers, are they just bored with the regular season? I think that may be the case this year, but I also think it's just more of a case of where they just, they don't have that potency that they had the last few years, obviously, because they don't have Kyrie Irving to kind of, you know, score 25 points a game and then play somewhat respectable defense. And, like, the floor isn't as space anymore because they have Derek Rose out there as point guard. And even in, like, you think of someone like Dwayne Wade, who he's not helping the cast space before, so the, the lane is really clogged. Yeah. And I know people say, and, that, oh, Isaiah Thomas, he'll come back, so he'll yeah. give them that scoring option, that lethal scoring option. But, I mean, remember last year in the playoffs, he was being hit in the corner.
0: <laughs> Can we just say that barring a LeBron James injury, the Cavs will win the Eastern Conference? Uh, can, can we just get out of the way and say that because that's what's going to happen barring a lebron james injury the Cavs will win the eastern conference this year
1: so as someone who doesn't like the Cavs but respects lebron's game i'm gonna i'm gonna whisper that right now ben i'll whisper okay. that and then maybe in a couple months we can talk about that again <laughs>
0: Yeah, because they're they will win the Eastern Conference. In fact, I think they're gonna lose like maybe two games the whole Eastern Conference playoffs before. Oh,
1: really? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. No, so I I think a lot of teams. See now, this is where I wish that Gordon Hayward injury didn't happen because it would have been, I think it would it would have been a slugfest in the East. And I mean, yeah, the Boston Celtics are playing very well. I mean, they what eleven and two right now without having Gordon Hayward, but you no know, in the playoffs when you got to go up against someone like LeBron, then that's obviously like your your team's biggest weakness. So I don't know, it's hard for me to say the Cavs will win the East, but more than likely, assuming they get things together and then and then kind of taking into account Isaiah Thomas coming back from his injury, like 80, 80 90% chance that they'll win the East. Um, I'm looking for yeah. a t- I'm looking for the team like the Wizards. Or even the Bucks to really just just come with some fire, come with some juice.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think the Cavs are still gonna Yeah, I don't know. You know what's really funny is that five thirty-eight dot com actually only has the Cavs at nineteen percent chance of making the finals.
1: Nineteen.
0: Nineteen percent. You heard okay. that right. One nine.
1: Okay, so now I you heard how I said, like I will whisper the Cavs coming out of the East. I think i have it higher than 19 percent. (laughs) yes that's kind of that's kind of okay now that's disrespectful
0: (laughs) that is an absolute
1: joke it is i mean they're a team that they won they won an nba championship and they run through the easter conference every year and yes their team's makeup is different but that's a come on now
0: can I, can I go out on the limb and say KP Christoph Porzingis lock in for most improved player?
1: I can respect that. Yeah, I definitely I can I, I can respect that. That's not he had
0: thir- thirty four points in fourteen minutes last night. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's some other names like Victor Oladipo you could mm-hmm. maybe throw in the hat, but I think that. Well, and honestly, another one too. And I don't know, how, you know, if the vote would sway this way. But if Giannis wins MVP, is Giannis in the running for it again? That's that's what he said. His goal was was to win MVP and Most Improved this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's out of the question at all. Another player that comes to mind, Jokic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like Jokic, but I, you know, he played really well last year, and I just don't know how much of a step up, you know, he he would be from last year. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, but let's go into the Eric Bledsoe trade a little bit. So, you know, if you've been following the podcast, hey, if you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, We really appreciate you spending, you know, 30 minutes a week or so kind of hearing what we have to say as some fellow Bucks fans – But, you know, with the Jokic – I'm sorry, the Bledsoe trade, you know, we've been talking about this for quite a while sometime. We talked about a lot of names. Not really Greg Monroe. So we're looking at a second-round pick, top 48 protected. protected. So we may or may not be giving it away. And then a first-round pick that is protected everything but 11 through 16 this year. Uh, If you look through the three years of protections, likely we will not be giving it up until 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's possible we'll be giving it until 2020. So you know, I'm principal. I'm not a big fan of trading away first round draft picks, but I think mm-hmm. if you're looking at at our timeline, in that you know we're trying to be a competitive team in you know 2019, 2020. So this is not a player that you know even even if a we would be losing the pick would necessarily be a contributor right away. Right, so right. I'm just I'm going to go off the limb and say a plus on this trade. I think you know we're give yeah we're giving up a first round draft pick. You know one way or another, the pick will eventually go over, mm-hmm. but. I think, you know, and just improving the team around Giannis, I think this is a good move.
1: I agree with you. I, I was telling someone, I just don't think, when you look at those draft picks, like, will, that, will those draft picks equate to a 21-point-per-game score in the NBA? And I just don't think, I mean, you only, there are a handful of players who, after, say, like 15 and onwards in the draft, that those players, you know, thrive and become contributors or even all-stars within the NBA. So I, I definitely, I agree with you on that.
0: Well, and one thing to look at too is, you know, if you look at a roster, okay, so let's say this draft pick, let's say three years from now, I'd like to think we're a top four team in the conference. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at probably a pick, you know, in the twenties mm-hmm. for sure. So okay, you know, look at those. You know, the late first round draft picks. You know, we've gotten DJ Wilson, who doesn't Ugh. look like he's going to be in the league for that long. No, you've got Rashad Vaughn, who I like, but a lot of people don't share the same opinion. And then nah, you know, look I at don't
1: some,
0: <laughs> look at some of our best players. You know, you've got um, Malcolm Brogdon, a second rounder. You've got Chris Middleton. So I mean, there's a, certainly are other ways, and we, and we own, I think, three other second round future second round picks too. Mm-hmm. So. I think there are other ways to add value to the team uh, with the, that draft pick. Now, I think here is where I have a problem with Eric Bledsoe, uh, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the issue. So, okay, so best case scenario, he does really well for us. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, he doesn't do well. So what I don't like is best case scenario, he has two great years, and then we're looking at you know being a contending team, and then we're going to have to make a big decision because you always overpay in free agency. I mean, that's just almost always true. You almost always overpay in free agency, and -hmm. you have to make up for the value lost in the draft by you know getting steals in the draft. But more often than not, you're going to way overpay in free agency. I mean, with and you know Eric Bledsoe at the time he'll be 29 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, he might be looking to make 30 million dollars a year at that point if the cap keeps going up. And at that point, it's going to be you know, hey, is that worth it for us?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. If he's 29 years old, and assuming he plays. Plays well and up to expectations, I think he'll be looking at least twenty five million. Yeah, well,
0: whether it's with us or with someone else, so then yeah, I mean that raises an interesting question. The other thing too is it raises a question of so you know next summer, you know we had done the math, it would have been a little bit tricky, and we've kind of talked about you know players we could look to add, you know Paul George, Mm -hmm. Demarcus Cousins. LeBron James, yes, I know I'm crazy. But you look at these players, uh, and I think, you know, realistically you're looking at someone like maybe DeMarcus Cousins or in that range. You know, now it's gonna be a little bit trickier to sign mm. someone like that next summer without mm. dumping some more salary, and we'd have to trade away another first round pick. Right. Which I don't even know how that would work because you can't trade two in a you can't trade two years in a row. Mm. And we I don't think we could really trade until like twenty twenty two. Because mm-hmm. of the what because of the way that this trade went. So it's gonna be a lot harder for us to look into free agency next summer now. Um so it is kind of a risk. You know, I don't know that we would have been able to get someone like DeMarcus Cousins to come here. Mm-hmm. But it's just something to think about. You know, I, th- I think with that, you know, given the, you know, how the cap works and that you can there are some exceptions if you resign your own players or players you have bird rights to, we're gonna have to, I think, bank on Jabari Parker a little bit more now.
1: Yeah, that's a big if right there.
0: That's a very big if. <laughs>
1: That's like franchise shifting, if.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so interesting. Uh, we got to run the league. Uh, Justin, what's my favorite topic?
1: Uh, it's Lonzo Ball.
0: <laughs> Lonzo Ball in Milwaukee last time. Unfortunately, LeVar in, uh, couldn't make it. L'Angelo couldn't make it because he's in prison in China, or at least he's in a hotel waiting uh, to go home because he was caught shoplifting in China. So Did, wait, wait, of, wait, 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 Ben. Yeah. Can we
1: can we talk about what he was? So he was caught shoplifting in Louis Vuitton for a pair of sunglasses.
0: Okay, does he understand that his dad owns a business and he's
1: your brothers are a millionaire? Exactly. I mean, you're talking
0: about if not millionaire right now, like future millionaires.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And I also, I have questions. Yeah. Was this was it one person that stole a pair of sunglasses, and then they all just they want to like take i like uh, keep each other takes like take a stance from one another i don't understand it's kind of well, just like are you serious
0: it's weird and the thing is that, you know i think ultimately they are going to come home just cuz the china china loves basketball so mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to want to mess with the us like that and take you know us citizens in prison <laughs> related to basketball because like you know then you're looking at the next you know game our team is going to want to go over probably not you know right it's not that everyone has the intention of shoplifting, but mm. you never know. Like if you could, you know, be falsely accused, and like it's one thing to be like in prison and in the United States where you know you can get out on bail. You you know you have your lawyers, family. There's ways to maneuver here, but like being in prison in a foreign country is completely different.
1: Yes, it is. So, so I it, think
0: ultimately, ultimately they're going to be coming back.
1: Right. Yeah. So it, so, guys, back to the Alonzo Ball. Last night yeah, had fifteen. Well, Lonzo Ball
0: last night became the youngest player in NBA history to get a triple-double is what he did.
1: Yes, he did. And he, he was everywhere on the court. I remember even one point in the game where Eric Bledsoe drove down the lane and Lonzo Ball said, get that out of here. Well, he didn't say that, but his actions said that when he beat Eric Bledsoe's shot off the glass. He played well last night. He so that's going to be a future 19, All-Star.
0: 19, 12, 13, 3, and 4. Those look like Giannis numbers. Wow. Do you realize that he was two steals and a block away from a five-by-five?
1: Ooh. And those happen once a blue moon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Five-by-fives are very rare.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mentioned to this you last week. I don't understand how Charles Barkley thinks he won't be an all-star. I think that's kind of preposterous. Well, and the thing is,
0: it's not normal for a a rookie point guard that's a one-and-done to be running a team, you know, their first year starting. Like It's different for, like, Malcolm Brogdon last year because, like, Mm. you know, he's, what, like 24 last year. I mean, Lonzo Mm -hmm. just turned 20, so, like, yeah, you know, he's had some poor shooting percentage. But I think ultimately you're looking at a really good player. I mean, some of those passes he does, you know, you look at like players like Le- LeBron James, uh, Nikola mm-hmm. Jokic, but mm-hmm. how many other players in the league are making those types of passes?
1: Right, especially in their, let alone their first year in the NBA.
0: Like, one of the most impressive ones I thought was so, you know, how like being an NBA point guard, you're entrusted with the ball, you like to dribble the ball, you know, like, you know, It's your job. Like, you want to have control over the ball. Mm. So there was an outlist to to LeBron. And it was crazy that he knew where everyone was without even looking. A full-court chest pass to Brandon Ingram on the fast break for the easy dunk. But, I mean, the pass was on point. But more importantly, like, before he even caught the ball, he Mm. knew exactly where he was going with it. And that's what you seem to notice with Lonzo. But You know, by the time the ball is passed to him, he already Mm. knows what the next move is.
1: Right. And that's frightening. There's a defender and a coach who has to has to game plan for that. That's something that you can't game plan against that.
0: So I think it's gonna be really interesting, like, you know, once he is actually partnered with a superstar, you mm-hmm. know, whether Brandon Ingram ends up being that superstar or whether it's, you know, free agency next summer. They're you know, trying to make some free agency splashes. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be really interesting to see. Yeah. How
1: do so, you yeah, feel I about
0: think, him? Uh,
1: How do you feel about him and Brown playing on the same team.
0: I think that would be insane. I think the passing, I think you're looking at probably two of the best five passers in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. At least, you
0: know, by next season, assuming, you know, Lonzo improves his game a little bit. I mm-hmm. think that would be insane. I think if there was
1: anyone open anywhere, the, they, the ball would find them. Yeah. So yeah, that was crazy.
0: We just mentioned Kristaps I mean, uh, Porzingis. He, he had a crazy night, too.
1: You said you said thirty seven and fourteen. No, yeah,
0: he had the thirty four, but what was weird about it. Is it was in like four. It was in the first like fourteen minutes.
1: Wow. It's seeing him play that well after seeing like Carmelo leave or Carmelo get traded. I think that was like something like that was. That's kind of amazing to see. Just because, like, you saw last year, like, the amount of the peaks that he achieved and the potential that he showed. And then to be able to see him just kind of fully flourish on the team by himself is great. Yeah. And I know, like, a couple nights ago, he had a highlight reel play where he blocked someone's shot three times in a row.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's just, like, just kind of showing you, yeah, he's doing all the offensive end, but then also he's bringing that defensive intensity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was it. yeah, it's real interesting. I think you're looking at someone. Maybe Giannis will be competing with for MVPs in future years. Yeah, NBA.com just put out a MVP ranking today, and he was actually number five. K- KP was really number five. Giannis was number four.
1: Who was number three in two and one?
0: James Harden was number 1. Actually, Kyrie Irving was number 2, which I think is interesting cuz like his team has been doing really well, but right. his stats have not been that crazy.
1: No, they haven't. It's not At anything all. it's not anything popping off the screen. He's averaging
0: 22, 5 and 4, which which is good. Like I mean that's a really good player, but I mean that's nothing compared to what you're seeing from like Giannis or James Harden or like even KP. But, right. Justin, what do we got uh coming up this week for the Bucks?
1: So the Bucs actually play the Grizzlies, and then...
0: The Pistons well, are Wednesday.
1: Yeah, the Pistons, yeah. The Pistons, as you mentioned, and also playing the Grizzlies tomorrow.
0: So what's interesting, uh, as I think we've mentioned on the podcast, so the Wisconsin Heard, Menominee, and Nations Arena uh, actually got postponed on the delay. So the first game, that'll be December 2nd, but you're looking at... I'm sorry, December 1st, but uh, so the first few games are in the Bradley Center. The uh-huh. uh, first three home games. The Herd are currently, I believe, 3-1 at the moment. Uh, but what's interesting is they're actually playing in the Bradley Center this Friday. And I think this is going to be the only public game that you can go to. So, yeah, uh, yeah if you're in the area, uh, I would encourage you to you know check that out. I don't think the tickets are going to be too expensive. But certainly you're saving yourself a trip up to Oshkosh to... Likely get some lower bowl seats, and you're hopefully, you know, Belumbo is with the Bucks right now, so I don't know if he's going to be playing or not. You know, it's hard to say, like, if he'll be back, but hopefully, mm-hmm. between him and Gary Payton and James Young, who's on the roster, you know, you're hopefully seeing some NBA players, um, you know, and seeing some high level basketball.
1: Right. And then so that should be interesting. It should be. And then for the, I guess, kind of going back to who the Bucks play this week, they also play the Mavericks next Saturday. So I think this week if we're talking about the outlook for them I'm going 3 and 0. 3
0: and 0. Wow. I'm going to go 2 and 1.
1: Who do you think they're going to lose against?
0: I don't know. I think we really could lose any of them, but I don't know. I'm going to go 2 and 1. Cuz like the, the Grizzlies, you, know, you never know about them. The Grizzlies have a way of like containing superstars mm-hmm. just with their grit and grind defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Mavericks you can pencil in as a win. Um, so I'm a little worried so. about the pist. I'm a little worried about the Pistons as well as the Grizzlies.
1: Yeah, Tobias Harris has been playing out of his mind. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna go three and zero.
0: Three and zero. All right.
1: And the Grizzlies is like you said. Every well, at least like especially this year, they don't have zebo and like. Zebon and Gasol were a nice tandem. But see, I think David Fisdell, he's a great coach. And the Grizzlies, it kind of remind me of the Spurs in a way. Like nothing too flashy, but always effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, yeah, kind of depending on if the Bucks do come to play and you know, how they contain Gasol, I think that will be a determining factor in the Bucks getting a victory tomorrow.
0: Yeah, no, it should be an interesting week. There's a lot, just a lot going on with the Bucks and the Herd. and uh, It's just an interesting part of the season.
1: It definitely is. And it's getting that point to where it's getting a little bit closer to Christmas. And you will hope at this point you, you start forming some sort of identity. So we shall see. And hopefully well, the Bucks keep sliding up.
0: You got anything else? I do not. As we mentioned, we're everywhere. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, herdofdeer.com is where our blog is. Uh, we're going to try to keep getting this podcast out weekly. What else think, do we got going on, Justin?
1: No, like you said, I just think, especially for com, I think that you all should definitely just stay on top of that a few times a week. just because we're we're posting a lot more content than our weekly podcast and it takes a lot more we take a lot more deeper dives on our blog for sure
0: and the cool thing about our blog is like if you're a fast reader i mean you could read our articles in literally 60 seconds 90 seconds probably max so it's cool just kind of check out some of the things coming on. go under the season some of our opinions of myself justin and we got several other people here on the herd of deer team
1: definitely so yeah, a lot of everything on our website you can digest very fast, and you don't have to worry about your five second attention span. You no, know, going any further than that.
0: If you want to add on to our conversation, or you think we're wrong about anything, or you just want to chat further, hit us up on Twitter uh, underscore herd of deer underscore. i uh, just be like, hey, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know what well, I don't know what we'd be wrong about. Maybe if there's like some Greg Monroe fans that are still crying.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all those fans. It's just, just be quiet. Just be quiet. I mean, you can you can express your discontent, but he got he got traded away for a reason.
0: I am actually thinking of buying a Greg Monroe jersey just to burn.
1: Okay, you go post Lebron leaving Cleveland.
0: (laughs) No, I just don't like Greg Monroe. So
1: you're gonna burn some jerseys, huh?
0: Do
1: you think Greg Monroe listens to our podcast? Uh nah, probably not. I think one person's jersey who I, I would burn and who's still on the team right now is Rashad Vaughn. Why? I don't know. Just his uh, his potential. Well, just based on where he was picked in the draft, I don't think he's reached his potential. And yeah, you can say he doesn't get that much. He doesn't get that much tick or an opportunity. But I, I don't we're know. hope
0: we I hope we're going to start seeing some of these players in Oshkosh soon.
1: Yeah. Like, why? Cause like,
0: we're not yeah. doing them any favors having them sit here on the bench. Like, you know, these aren't, like, 18, 19-year-old guys that are just adjusting to, I don't know. I think they need to get some run.
1: Somewhere. Yeah. It's like, why, why ride on an NBA bench where you get a run, get sweating yeah. sweat in or, somewhere else?
0: Whether it's with the fox with the Herd, pick up all the Y, I think these guys need some run.
1: Yeah. Maybe they can come up to, come to a gym down near Milwaukee so we can show them. Or they can go go play with you on the weekends. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm,
1: sure, I'm sure they enjoy putting you in a basket. Yeah.
0: Yeah, really good feeling. Watch the ball, go through that. Hey, well, we've been talking, <laughs> we've, we've been talking too
1: long, I think, Justin. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're going to sign off now. Bucks in seven.
0: Bucks in five
1: now that we have Eric Bledsoe. Oh, spicy. Bucks in five. Alright, peace out.